Welcome to Sneaky Athletic, your favorite podcast. This week, we start with our regular segments, Beef, Lifestyle, What the Fee, Google This. Uh, we got a couple others mixed in. Uh, we'll move on to the NBA, talk about uh, Dion Waiters and his drug problem, but not his snitching problem. Um, and then we'll go to college football, talk a little playoffs. Uh, there was obviously some big games this last weekend uh, with some pretty wild results, so that'll be fun to talk about. We'll dip into the NFL, talk Chiefs, uh, a little bit of MVP race, top four, bottom four, cover all that. Uh, then we'll wrap it up with gambling, talk about how we did last week, and hopefully give you some winners for this week. That I can promise that we're hoping to give you winners. Uh, but before we get to all that, why don't I give you a quick ad from our boys at Fertilizer Service Company, the hardest working fertilizer company in the state. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll put them on my back. Uh, they're out there grinding right now. Uh, they're what is known as a hometown hero. They're really uh, helping everybody out up there. If you need to reach them, you can call them at 660-686-2402 or find them on Facebook. They're off Highway 59 in Fairfax, Missouri. And as always, they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right. Let's get started. My soul, I gave it all. But loving you was never easy. Good week, bad week. How'd you feel? I know you got a lot of snow back there. Uh, I mean, but this weekend was fucking beautiful. I was walking my dog in my in a short and shorts and t-shirt, uh, hanging out outside. Like it was it was gorgeous. I couldn't complain about this weekend. Uh, today, on the other hand, fucking disgusting. Three inches of snow, sloppy stuff because the ground was still warm, and then now it's obviously all frozen. Uh, very classic Missouri weather pattern. Well, of course you didn't post enough pictures of your dog while you're walking him, but it's also I got nice one, here. I got, a, I got one uh, coming up. All right. I'll, should I tweet it or Instagram it? What do you think? Not my forte. I'll that, tweet it. Honestly, honestly tweet it because uh, that's, that's my beef for this week is in order to give you guys the best possible content, we have turned our Twitter notifications on. And instead of saying, oh, hey, this is, you know, a tweet by Adam Schefter. He tweeted four times in a row. Why don't you just go to Adam Schefter's page? I get every single individual tweet to my phone, and it's not the people that I want to interact with. So in order to curb that, we have now started for this episode, the next episode, and then we will announce the winner the episode after that. So after this episode, on episode two from this, we will announce the winner. We're going to give a T-shirt away. We're going to have a tweet and an Instagram post. Make sure you like and retweet it on Twitter and then put a like and a comment on Instagram. And uh, one of you lucky people will get a really good looking shirt. It's so going to hopefully... be a, I'm, I've decided just right now we're going to do a custom shirt. I'm going to have Pops do it up. It'll be a one and only original. Love that. Love that. So get my Twitter interactions up from who I want to see. Okay. I, I like that. It's been quite annoying. It's been draining my phone. 
Uh, my phone's died at work every day this last week. Um, speaking of work, my beef is my own workplace because it gave me ringworm. <laughs> I have fucking ringworm on my leg from working with some pretty disgusting dogs, um, but they needed the help. More than happy to do it. Um, but it really fucking sucks. Had to wash everything. Had to let the girlfriend know to wash everything. Uh, it just really feels disgusting when you have to text your significant other and like, hey, um, I have a nasty fungal infection on my leg. You should probably look, check yourself out, and then wash all your sheets. That's rough. And it's disgusting, and you're disgusting. Yeah, and she just keeps like – and. My roommates, everybody just keeps like holding it over my head, like you're a filthy little pig. And I'm like, God damn it! Well, you are. You have to live with that now. Yep. So, did you learn anything from that, or uh, you learned something else this week? Uh, really, this does tie into it, but with the winter months and very much learning it today, with it being freezing cold and it's dark before I leave work, almost just stay positive. You know, you get ringworm, you just stay positive. You go buy some fucking ringworm ointment go get some antifungals just stay positive when it's fucking pitch black out when you leave in the morning and when you come home from work uh seasonal depression is very real so i want people exactly what i was gonna say so i want i want people to just stay positive i have it written on the little whiteboard literally right over here in the corner uh just like really big because there's a lot of times i'm in here either studying or working on the pod and it's pitch black there's a football game going on right now missing it i'm grinding for you guys Staying well, positive. I love that. I love that. Make sure that you're always treating people with kindness because you don't know what they're going through. Stay positive. Exactly. So uh, mine's just kind of a little lookout this week. Uh, impeachment hearings go public. And, you know, whatever side of the aisle you're on, it's uh, great to stay informed. So just be on the lookout for that. You know, a lot of actual sources and questions from both sides are going to be able there be there and able to question in front of everyone so check it out we'll see what's going on on a little uh are you gonna say keep less, us informed i i feel like it's contradictory uh having my jobs overflow like that as well Fair as enough. i uh probably can't, where do you it, can't do it without personal biases as well fair enough without a doubt but uh to shift from that uh i guess this is honestly great news because uh, if you remember a while ago, there was a Humboldt, uh, I believe they were a high school hockey team that got in a crash with a semi and it killed about 13 of the players, severely injured many more. Well, one of those players just had a brand new surgery. Only 30 people have done it in the world. Uh, it's a $100,000 surgery that uh, you know your insurance won't cover at all. And so they were able to raise enough money and take their son to Thailand, which is where that surgery is the cheapest, and, you know, essentially insert neuro implants into his brain that, like, you know, receive the electrical signals and make him able to, like, move and walk again. And the dude, you know, was paralyzed. And so that's that's my Google this is a little bit of a feel-good story with some crazy medicine. It's wild. That's wild. I mean, I love the future because I I think these things – we actually just recently saw it with – not – as similar and not as amazing but like Tua's ankle Alabama has this secret surgery for high ankle sprains that like helps them recover from it 
it's crazy. And it's going to be something that you, I know you were big on the uh, replacing ACLs early. This high ankle, this high ankle sprain is going to eventually become something that basically every football player gets this surgery as a preventative before they go into football. It's that good. Well, not to say I told you so, but I told y'all I think it would be interesting if we started asking the question, what can technology do for us? And start asking the question, what can we do with technology? Uh, literally become superhuman is the fucking answer to that. So Yeah, <laughs> I mean, awesome. you're telling me you don't want indestructible beings playing in football? Like, I wish Patrick Mahomes was literally had, like, bionic legs. Like, I, I, I want him to never get injured. You're telling me I can Google stuff on my phone without even having to pull it out of my pocket? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Soon enough, I'll be able to, like, breathe and jewel hit at the same time. That'd be wild. That'd be something. Future, um, man. So my Google this is about this asteroid that is traveling through our solar system, and it is worth $700 quintillion. I saw that. Like, there's just different precious metals on it right yeah so it's literally a billion times more valuable than all of the money in the world today it is um let me see it is made of gold iron and platinum and i called dibs so suck it haters i uh i think it's a gift from the aliens they're like you guys really seem to like these who knows (coughs) So my what the feed this week is someone that I honestly I'm really not for people if you've committed violent crimes being released in the population. But I think that this meets the qualities, the standards. The guy has a great argument. So a prisoner was dead, presumed dead and was brought back to life afterwards by the hospital or whoever, you know, he had working on him and he had a life sentence. Well, he claims he's now served this life sentence. And it's like Jon Snow right after he leaves the Night's Watch. You know, my watch here has ended, and buddy, I agree with you. You died and came back to life. Like, that's beyond him. You're telling me that truly you're not going to be a different person? Like, don't get me wrong. He could still do a lot of the same shit, but he's definitely going to look at the world differently now that he's literally been dead. I mean, and depending on how much oxygen was deprived from his brain, he could also physically be a different person. Oh, 100%. It's uh, something that I, I really agree with because uh, – but he died. I'm team him unless he – whatever he did was like really, really terrible. We're going to be on this train and he's going to be like a four-time serial murderer. Like Who like eats faces. Yeah, like if he was just like a bank robber, I'm like, okay, yeah, let him go. I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I don't know either. So – Without knowing the details, team him. Yep. Uh, so my what the feed, uh, if you guys didn't see this, Drake got booed off of Tyler the Creator's um, festival performance. So Tyler Creator, he's a rapper. He has this uh, festival in L.A. every year. And this year he basically did uh, like a secret headliners. So like obviously he was performing in it. Um, but then he had uh, – like ASAP Rocky, I think, and Lil Uzi Vert. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came out and did some songs. Well, then, like, the main headliner was Drake. Well, people had come up with a thought that they thought it was going to be Frank Ocean. And, like, that was the rumor because Tyler Creator and Frank Ocean are best friends. Uh, Drake came out, did, like, five songs, and then got literally got booed off the stage. 
And we've talked we've talked about this before, but what are your thoughts? So I think that one you can't presume that it was just because they thought it was uh, Frank Ocean. I think that lots of people have beef with Drake for different reasons, whether it's the push a T thing, whether it's how he treated his child, whether it's him literally being tight and regularly texting a you know under eighteen year old whenever he's above thirty, I believe. You know, like that's just it's a little odd. Um, you know, there's other instances of him doing that with kids and like, I think He's that really if close we, with Millie Bobby Brown, who plays 11 on Stranger Things. I think that if we look at it from, Hey, these people could be mad for a plethora of different reasons. Then like, if the crowd doesn't want to see him, the crowd doesn't want to see him. You know, they pay their money to be there, whatever. Um, would I personally watch a Drake show? Yeah. If I just stumbled into it, sure. But I like I agree with not really liking his music as much. I feel like that's a little rude if that's the reasoning. But, you know, it just kind of depends on where those people are coming from, because I completely see it. And, you know, I'm OK with them booing it off. If, he also know, it, some of those he wasn't like, OK, I can understand sometimes some artists come out and they're like trying to push some new album or some like new songs that aren't really popular. And people are like, I don't want to hear this like boo because they want they'll boom because they want like the hits. He was literally playing the hits. That's the thing that makes me think like I would want it, you know. Yeah, he I couldn't tell you a song like, on Drake's last album. Me either, but he wasn't playing those songs. He was literally doing like Tyler the Creator's favorite songs, which were like some of the older ones. I don't know. It just seems like it was just such a weird fucking deal, and it took me a second to even know what was going on because I was just seeing videos of him being booed, and people were like laughing at him, which I do think it's it's funny, but I don't like 100% agree with it. Yeah, sure. Sure. Uh, I do have a little Sap MDB. First episode of Rick and Morty was out last night. It was pretty good. Hit it back in stride as well. I didn't as, know that. Yep. Next four, the next five, or yeah, they're doing five in a row. So next yeah. four weeks, we're going to have four more episodes. And then uh, they're going to do the other part of the season, TBD, I guess. But uh, I just. Very Dan Heron. Oh, 100%. Uh, another fun fact is all the cast agreed to come back for a sequel or for a movie. Uh, if you've ever watched his first show community, that was one of their big things is six seasons in a movie. So everybody just agreed if they were going to have it, Donald Glover seems unsure if he would show up, but I think that he's you know, necessary for that to work. But if Dan Harmon writes it, they said that they would come back and do it. Or I said, did I say Dan Heron? Maybe, Dan I don't Harmon. know. I don't remember what I said. I was just uh, going to let you take your L's today. I deserve them. I guess. Do you have anything else before we get into the NBA? I have the big L that Deion Waiters took. That's for sure. Uh, big L for multiple reasons. My man took way too many edibles. I saw one, okay, zero percent of you know proof that he did this, but I saw one report that he took like three bags or something, like 31 gummies. Yeah, and so... It, it, God damn it. It's just so silly. Could you imagine, like, dude, the serving size on those is like one or two. <laughs> My yeah, man's I mean, taking 31. It's surprising that he even woke up. I presume that they're probably 10 milligram edibles. Either way, it's for his back pain and being able to sleep on the plane. Right? Well, yeah. Two of them. <laughs> I don't have any problem with taking like two or three. When you start taking 30 and you're getting like three, 400 milligrams of THC and then you fucking have a panic attack or an anxiety attack because you can't breathe, like 
you did it to yourself. But I do give him props because supposedly someone gave them gave him the gummies and he's not snitching on them. So that was my biggest thing too is like truly look back in the history of the NBA. Anytime that happens within a locker room, there's two big tests. One, the leadership, which would be Jimmy Butler, and two, just how the team moves forward. And it's almost always, you know, just a team detriment in total, if not a team ender. I mean, we see the same thing with D'Lo just a couple years ago. But like, I think that's the biggest thing is truly for this team to do well. And the Heat are playing fantastic this year. You know, you can't stitch. You just can't do it. No. And you know who gave it to him? Who? Himself. He's not going to snitch on himself. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that mother... He's looking in a mirror, and he's like, that motherfucker right there gave him to me. He's just staring at himself. Honestly, they're playing fantastic, so... Anything he can do to keep the team together, including being stoned while he's playing basketball, whatever. What if it was a scenario where he... Like, everybody had him, and he was already suspended, correct? I don't know. I'm pretty sure. So what if he took everybody's? Like, they're like, Dion, we're going to get caught with these. Everybody's got them. Can you just take them all? Like a super, like a super troopers type scenario. Like, dude, just eat the whole bag. I, I like, like that theory. He was like, I knew he wasn't sh-? playing that night. He was like, are you sure? And they're like, dude, you have to. We're all going to get busted. And he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. And he just took Dude, the whole bag. That makes a lot of sense, honestly. Uh, corroborating reports there, I love it. Um, other couple of things in the NBA. Uh, honestly, if you saw Drew Bledsoe during the week, he looked like he was playing high, just straight up dribbled out of the inbounds lane. But the Bucks are making mistakes like that left and right, but they're they're playing pretty good. They're doing well. I mean, they're uh, still a good team, but like he was acting like he was just playing pickup ball, just like throw it off the wall, check it into yourself. Drill it up the court. One of my favorite things about watching that live is the announcer sat there and had about a five-minute discussion on the proper way to inbounds during a pickup game. Yeah, because, I mean, right. that was straight up like, all right, everybody just went down to set up the offense. I'll just dribble it up. Yeah, nobody's going to be mad at you in the pickup game. But I honestly, they're, they're shacked in a full left and right. I think that they'll be fine. They've played one of the toughest schedules, and they're stu- still doing well. But... You know, it, it's a rough look to start the season. But on the opposite end of that, the Lakers, uh, who have been impenetrable, kind of got showed up by the Raptors. I like they're a good team. Like they lost Kawhi, but they're a great team, honestly. And like I think they're still well coached them. as well. Well coached. The game plan of how many threes they shoot and make during the game has really not taken a step back since Kawhi left. Since other people have taken steps forward, and I think that's huge because their game plan is just to spread everyone out. And once they get everybody healthy and back, I mean, they're, they kick the Lakers ass without Marcus Gasol, without Kyle Lowry, without Patrick McCaw. Like, it's just something that's crazy. Like it's going to be them in the bucks. I feel like maybe Boston, you know, at the end, if they get healthy. Yeah. It's just, you know, the Raptors don't even need that health. They're fantastic. I mean, the Raptors do have Steph Curry's dad playing on the team. Fred Van Vliet. Interesting. He's his daddy. Um, Gordon Hayward now it's been he's gonna have surgery be done for six weeks. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how the Celtics do. I'm I'm not exactly so worried about them now while he's out, but once he comes back, I feel like that's always so hard that like these first six eight weeks of an NBA season are like so critical. It's where you become like get in rhythm with a team. Like a lot of teams either start hot and then kind of fade off, or 
Uh, you saw this with the Heat a lot when they had the big three. They would start off kind of slow and then work in. And so I feel like right around that six to eight week mark is when teams are finally getting in rhythm or being like showed that they're a fraud. And he'll be coming right back in at that time. I think it's important to look at how that team has reacted the last couple of years. We're a lot about chemistry today, man. Uh, how the team has reacted the last couple of years because, you know, those big or those younger guys, whenever they get like the ball in their hands and get the lead roll, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they don't like giving it up. No, they sure do not. Um, you have any more NBA stuff? No, but I would like to continue on to great coaching with LSU. Hold on. I do have one last question. Okay. I found this interesting. I saw it on the, on Twitter the other day and it kind of made me think, I mean, it's a really simple question, but I thought it was pretty hard. What are your three favorite current NBA players? Giannis, first and foremost. Yeah, I knew that would be easy for you. My one's pretty easy too, but two and three were kind of tough. Jimmy Butler is number two. And then, I hate to say Kawhi, but I mean, probably Kawhi. There might be a second or third string person. Oh, you know what? No, take Kawhi out of there. Um, Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox. Interesting. There was... So you left someone off that I'm going to pick up now. So mine, my number one's LeBron, and that's pretty easy. Uh, I'm going to put Giannis at two because he's just literally so much fucking fun to watch. Like he dunked it in transition off an alley from the free throw line last night, uh, like just doing stupid stuff. Awesome. Um, and then Slip Devin Booker. Devin Booker is my three. So I definitely like Devin Booker, and and he then the Joker up there for a the while. The Joker is a four for me. The Joker. What he's been doing lately, he is just too good, and he's kind of chunky. Like he's just out there balling for us, thick boys. Devin Booker is a very close four. That's a funny way to play it. Ain't he a chunk? Ain't he, I just I don't oh, get it. But he's that, smooth as silk. That turnaround fade in the corner that he hit at the like at the end of the game last night was insane. Like he it, must it, just be eating sticks of butter. He's so he smooth. straight up turned around and said, "Let it rain." And just threw it up, and it went in. It was insane. Yeah. It's some it. Kobe type stuff. But I'm he's a big man. But he's like six eleven, like three something. Like he's huge. He looks like your uncle who used to play like professional, or not professional, college collegiate sports, and then like the second is done like a six pack of beer, a day diet. Yeah, he looked like he used to be a guard. But then got a body, and so now he's transitioned to being a really physical player because he's not as quick. Like he used, he looks like he used to be really quick when he was in shape, and he kind of got out of shape, and now he's just slowly transitioned to being a post player and using his body. It's like whenever you were delivering mail, and then they upgrade you to inside the building. You don't need those skinny walking legs anymore. You don't no. need to be in shape. You're sorting. You you can live the life now. Yeah, for sure. Beat cop to detective. That's that life. Yeah, <laughs> he I love him. He's he might he's a really close four. Um, so let's get into college football. I know you're excited to talk about LSU. Yeah, I man, they showed up. They really did in a big way. I couldn't believe it. I it, I think Coach O might be the best big game coach we've ever seen. The statistics prove it. He's I mean he's so he's so good at getting that locker room together. I mean they could literally go out and face like the German army or something like he could get them. He, he gets them in that mindset of like them versus everybody and that they're better than everybody. It's impressive. It, it really is. 
And I don't know how he can do it because he can barely – like people can barely understand it. I think, I think it's just his passion. That helps. Like honestly, like do you know what he said? Nah. And like you know, you bond a little bit over practice there. And like yeah. you go in and like you're all a bit a little more buddy-buddy. And like nobody needs to know whenever he's yelling and pounding his chest and punching himself in the face, real thing that he does. And you know, like who's not going to get fired up from that? Yeah, I mean, they literally walk away. They're like, I don't know a word that he just said, but I'll run through that brick wall. Yeah. Plus, yeah, they also I'll... have a legitimate quarterback with the some good time. weapons. Um, I mean, their defense, it wasn't amazing against Alabama, but it was good enough to get the job done. And that's all, saying a lot against a team that's been, one, and they've beaten them the last seven years. And two, I mean, they're a perennial powerhouse, especially on offense now with Tua. Oh, for sure. I, but I they, think I they... think, I think Nick Saban got out coached for the first time since. I mean, Clemson probably did in that national championship game. But even in some of his losses of late, like in the last decade, he doesn't get out coached very often, and he got out coached. I don't think that the team started well, and then I don't think that they were ready for adversity. Which goes to the coach. I think that falls on sure. Saban. Sure. I mean, I mean they we, made some we dumb also mistakes. Had... We also had terrible coaching performances this weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of terrible coaching in the SEC. Speaking of that, Mizzou, terrible. Yeah. And honestly, at that point, you know you're going to get shut out anyways. Please kick that field goal. I understand why you don't, but please. Just do it. Swallow your pride. Help Tucker get a draft spot. For the yeah, you've already ruined one draft pick on the team. Which yeah. I, that might go to Dooley. Honestly, looking at the sort of play calling that Mizzou has had, we've gone downfield about 30 uh, passes less since last season at this point. Uh, you know, of course, that means we're completing less of them as well. I get that the weapons change, but still, you got to figure something out. We're not getting big plays. We are, and we have one of the best tight ends in the league, and it seems like, I mean, I know t- teams are obviously going to scheme against that, but like you got to use him. He's a monster. And I, I don't know what's going on with Kelly Bryant, but it doesn't seem like he still has the locker room, and that might be because he's lost all confidence in the coaching. I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what's going on, but it's definitely not looking good for Barry Odom's future. And I would love to debate T.J. Mo and Jesse Hall. That still stands. Literally, anytime you're ready, T.J., we're ready for you. I'll I debate him anywhere. There. Be a George, be a George. Good God, a judge, and uh, score. My chest will be painted, debate, in bold letters. Um, of course, I will probably be wearing some ridiculous pants, and I think that I will have a quack for the buzzer, uh, just because that seems very silly to me. Okay, sounds good. Well, TJ, I will debate you in a hall. I will debate you in a mall. I will debate you in the fall. I'll debate you overall. I will fucking Dr. Seuss your ass up and down and destroy you. I can't wait. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Mizzou, just an embarrassment. I don't see us winning against Florida next week. Uh, And then we have Tennessee and Arkansas. And I think we kind of texted about this. Uh, You're hearing some rumors that if those games go south, Barry Odom's career might be over with. Obviously, the Florida game isn't contingent on that, but yeah, the rest of them, absolutely. Which, yeah. Tennessee just beat Kentucky, so good luck. Yeah, I mean, they've had some bad losses. Arkansas, if we if we lose to Arkansas, the whole team should have to walk home. 
from I don't Little Rock. That. That's disturbing. I have heard multiple reports that they are uh, the worst SEC team of all time from all my very official Twitter friends. Mm. They're probably right. Um, so moving on from bad loss to bad loss, Penn State did not show up against Minnesota. And I knew a lot of people who were on the Penn State train, myself and you included. Um, Not a great look. No. Their quarterback did not come to play at all. He looked like one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen. And, like, he had the ability to play, but it just looks like whenever Phillip Rivers goes in there and starts thinking about how he has to tuck his kids at night and the other two kids who still need diaper changes before the stadium, uh, or before he even got to the stadium, you know, lost. Just lost. Think about life. Yeah. I mean, it it was just literally a shitty performance. Um, P.J. Fleck... Row the boat. He got the boys going. Uh, honestly, I good for good for Minnesota for signing him to an extension, uh, because he he obviously knows what he's doing. I guess the game plan that he goes by is time of possession is the most important thing in the game, and so any way he can eat up that time of possession. I mean, you even saw early on whenever it was about you know twenty ten uh, going Minnesota's way, and they were still like pretty close. I think that that is huge. I haven't seen very many coaches with like that specific scheme of like this is the number one thing that we're going for. Like obviously we have turnovers and whatever, but like that's nuts. That's quite a way to look at football, and obviously it's working out. Yeah. Um, Jesus, I didn't. I remember watching this game, and I kind of forgot it. Minnesota had two receivers over a hundred yards. One of them over two hundred yards. Yeah. Seven catches, 203 yards for Rashad Bateman. He fucking went off. And then seven catches for 104 yards and a touchdown for Tyler Johnson. Bateman also had a touchdown. So, yeah, I mean, Penn State's quarterback threw three interceptions. One touchdown, three interceptions, 340 yards. Uh, Minnesota's quarterback threw for 340 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, one of those things wins you games and one of them doesn't. It's pretty simple. Uh, but I'm I'm fully aboard the boat. Let's row it, baby. I think it's huge, you know, uh, the end of the year. Are, do they play OSU if they both go to the championship game, or are they in the same conference? If they haven't played already, then they would play each other at the end, and I don't believe that they they're, have. So. They're, let's see. I think that that's huge. Standings, yeah, so Minnesota is in the West, and Ohio State's in the East, so they would meet in the conference championship game. So I think that'll be especially interesting at the end of the year. I think that Minnesota does have – so Minnesota plays Iowa this week, which will be a Mm -hmm. tough game. Um, It's at Iowa. And then they play at Northwestern, which can always be funky when you go there. And then they have Wisconsin at home to end the year. That'll be be a physical football game. Yeah. It's going to be tough to go into OSU and not, you know, be – just roughed up but like by the end of the year they're 100 percent in that conversation especially if they win all those games and then lose to osu i you're still in that one loss conversation for sure and pj, PJ flex coach of the year oh for sure without yeah. a doubt i think I alabama is still in that conversation uh as much as people are calling for saban's job almost including you uh, that's a little bit uh, of an exaggeration yeah but the you know it's going to be interesting at the end of the year absolutely I still think Clemson's a fraud, 
and I am all aboard the Minnesota row your boat. Yeah, so uh, gently down the stream. Let me get uh, give me your playoff rankings. I mean, currently it's LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, which unfortunately you just have to put them in there. Um, and then I do believe it's probably Alabama, although Minnesota is a very close five. Uh, just the one win at home, you saw how electric that stadium was. Like I just, it, I can't still put them above Alabama. Uh, but you know, by the end of the year, even if they both went out, uh, Minnesota takes that ranking for me. Yeah. So I have, I think, yeah, you got to put LSU at one. Yeah. I, I'm going to be similar with LSU, then Ohio State. I, but I do think they're going to leave Ohio State at one. I, I just think that, but I, I really hope they don't. LSU deserves to be number one in the nation. Then Ohio State, Clemson, it's so stupid. I wrote an article about it last week. They're going to fucking sleep their way into the playoff. Like, they just don't have to do anything. These teams play each other, and I was I literally just wrote about it, that Ohio State and Penn State were going to have to play each other, but Penn State took care of themselves, um, and LSU and Alabama had to play each other. So, I mean, they they were literally just going to be able to sit there and just get free chalk or uh, bulletin board material and walk into the playoff once again. Uh, oh, 100%. Then Alabama, even though they lost, I mean, that LSU team is fucking legit, and we've been singing their praises all year, so I do think they stay at four with UGA at five. Um, and then, honestly, I think Penn State has to drop back to – I mean, I think they still stay in the top ten, but they drop back, and you probably get your um, Oregon. You probably get some Pac-12 team up there. I'm not just ever gonna admit that. I'm just saying what they're probably gonna do. Um, I'm obviously not on board with that. Fuck it, put Minnesota up there. Love it, love it. All right, you want to move on to the NFL? Absolutely. Uh, you want to just start with our top and bottom four? Okay. Keep going rankings. So I think that although I think that San Francisco has a pretty decent chance of losing tonight. I'm going to put them at number one since they are currently undefeated. Baltimore after that, because good God, you know, they're just showing up. They're showing out and beating the Patriots. You got to put them there currently. Patriots at, at two and then Patriots Green Bay. Three. Huh? Three. Three. Sorry. Yeah. But Green Bay for my fourth one there just to round out my top four. Unfortunately, we have the same. I was going to potentially put Seattle up there if they were winning, but they're down 10 to nothing with eight left in the second quarter right now. Um, mm. So I was I was going to – if Seattle was winning, I was going to hold them above Green Bay just because I do think the Niners are, are proving to be more and more legit every week. But, yeah, I mean, I the Ravens – and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but, I mean, I think they have a legit MVP candidate with Lamar Jackson. So I have them at two. I have the Niners at one, especially now – uh, winning against the Seahawks, who I think are a legit team as well. Uh, Patriots, un, un, even though they didn't play, I mean, they still deserve to be up there. Uh, they're a fucking legit team, and they're going to smoke um, the Eagles this next week. And then Green Bay with a big win over – big and controversial win over the Panthers this last weekend. Saints had to drop out. You can't get fucking embarrassed to, to the by the Falcons like that, who we had – at least I had in my bottom four. Falcons' D-line looked unstoppable. Well, specifically uh, because of that, they got bumped out for myself. Uh, you know, going into the bottom four, I have Cincinnati, the only no-win team that we have. 
yeah. uh, Washington, you know, only one win or no win, one win. Just, you know, you can do math. New York Jets after that, because the Giants weren't very good either. Uh, they were a two win team and they outs them. Uh, but Miami really surprised me. So uh, they've moved all the way up to 29 for myself. So you Maybe put the Jets down there, but not the Giants? Yeah, because the Jets just beat the Giants, right? Yeah, so the or... Giants would be ranked lower. I don't know. You have to stick with that. So I have at the very bottom. Wait, I of... thought the Giants beat them. No, Am the I Jets won. So you gotta don't just... listen to me on anything. you got to squat on that take. Um, I obviously have the Bengals. <laughs> I have the Bengals at the bottom. Um, I have the Redskins right there. And then I actually have the Lions. I mean, now that I don't know how long Matt Stafford's going to be out, I haven't really read about it. But if he's out, this team is going to crumble. And they looked really shitty against the Bears, who are not a good team. I mean, I know they have a good defense, but, I mean, the Bears, it fucking drives me insane that the Bears are able to just put up 20 points and win games. And Patrick Mahomes can put up 32 points and can't win a fucking game. Um, And then I have the Giants just right up there above them. Uh, can't lose. Go off on your Chiefs take, King. Go off. I mean, it's we're literally wasting a generational talent at quarterback when we can't win games when we put up 32 points, uh, you know, on the board. Like there were only, there was only besides the Titans and the Jets were the only other teams to score on well, the Ravens. But they, I mean, I'm not going to include them because they're playing the shitty ass Bengals, but. I mean, the Titans and the Jets were only two teams to score above 32 points. And Patrick Mahomes has put up 450 yards and three touchdowns. And our defense can't get one fucking stop. Our special teams was sloppy. We called the timeout on a two-point conversion that we gave up. Like, these things just are don't make sense in my brain. Like, why are we doing these things? Every single week, Andy Reid loses to the clock. And I'm not going to say he's a bad coach, but it's just it seems like something so simple to fucking fix. Be like Coach Reed or whoever's on the sideline calling timeout. Like, hey, how about we don't call this timeout when they're about to run a two-point conversion? Because they're only going to be up three either way. Like, they're not. it's not going to seal the game. It's not going to put it out of reach. It wasn't taking it from a seven-point game to a nine-point game. It was taking it from a one-point game to a three-point game. Like, don't waste that time out. We can get another play and could have had a closer field goal. Uh, and then just, like, our tight end who was the on the end on that field goal just didn't block somebody. Like, that's just sloppy yeah. play. And then Winchester, our long snapper, just snapping the ball into Colquitt. And then Colquitt, our most, our most senior player on the whole entire team, made such an egregious error just chucking the football instead of just falling down and taking a tackle. Like it just didn't make sense. I don't know. I don't really disagree with any of that. And it it seems like, and another thing that this just seems like it's stupid luck, but our turnovers lead to points. It has to be, I haven't looked this up, but our turnovers have to lead to more points than any other team. Like it seems like every time we fumble, we give it up in like amazing field position for the opponents or they literally pick it up and score we've only thrown one interception but every single one of our fumbles has been such a crucial part of the game like it's we can't fumble it on like the opponent's 20 we have to fumble it like on our own 15 or fumble it to a scoop and score or or we fumble it like going in for that drive that's going to give us the momentum and these are just the 
the tiniest little mistakes that can be tightened up through coaching and can be made up for if our defense just played a little better. All right, take a deep breath. And I would just like to say positively, at least they're still putting up a lot of points with a super hurt O-line. Four offensive linemen went were down at one point in time, and Patrick Mahomes still easily looked like the best quarterback in the league by a wide margin. Okay, well, you want to talk trash on your MVP candidate then? Well, no, because he hasn't missed two games, and he's has the rushing yard. He has the dual threat, which makes him a, a different breed of quarterback i guess i don't i still i mean who are you choosing if you have to win a game mahomes or lamar jackson that's fair i mean honestly part of that is just mahomes has been in that situation a little bit more but uh you know they're both good they're both fantastic but i do think i oh i 100 and lamar jackson is so much fun to play or to to watch play uh which is why i mean i kind of want to lean and give him the the early nod for the mvp because, I mean, he's out there. Did you see the screenshot on that spin play? Yeah. So he, so there's five defenders right there. There was five defenders around him, like within like five to 10 yards. And he spun out and ran it for a touchdown. Like he's just, he lights up the screen. He's obviously having a good time. Like these, these sideline clips I keep seeing of him, he's having a blast and his team is winning. So all those things in my mind lead to an MVP. Some other guys, Clearly, Christian McCaffrey has to be in the in the talk because he is carrying this Panthers team, whether That's they win or lose. Currently. I mean, the man just literally does it all for this team with a backup quarterback in, uh, playing a pretty tough schedule, honestly. Uh, and he's so fast, so fast. Uh, My thing is, is no other running back who has like put up the same stats has not won an MVP. And like that just, you know, kind of gives him the nod for me. When was the last time a running back won the MVP? Uh, I believe it was Adrian Peterson. Fair enough. Was that like 08, 09? I believe so. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So, I mean, it's been a decade. Uh, it's about time, but we'll see how the season finishes. I, I mean, obviously Aaron Rodgers still going to be up there. Russell Wilson, if he can do something crazy tonight, is going to keep himself firmly uh, in the talk for MVP. Looks like Seattle has the ball right now because um, he's he's very electric. Uh, but for, for right now, for me, Lamar Jackson is leading. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. Uh, How did you do this weekend? Or you got some more NFL thoughts? Uh, I, I think there are three teams. Real quick, that I, that uh, are not as good as we thought they were. It's the Rams, the Colts, and the Saints. I do think the Saints are still very good, just not as good as we thought they were. The Rams and Colts, a couple big losses. I, yeah, I don't know what happened with the Colts. Um, I, you know, a lot of offensive line troubles, and I think it's weird that that Miami defense matched up against them. But I, to add to your list, the Cowboys. Yeah. Even though, I mean, Dak played pretty well, but. You can't give up a primetime game to Kirk Cousins. Matt Moore. As well as it's really hard to come back for them or, you know, like have a full, complete game. It's weird. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so, yeah, I'm ready to move on to gambling. All right. Well, let's just get the losers out of the way. Get them out of the way. Quit thinking about them. Penn State. Yeah. See Big ya. loser. Big loser. They're done. Done. I had them as well. Um, 
And then I had New Orleans. Big loser for me as well. They were minus 13. They lost by a fuck ton. Uh, and then I said to tease the Chiefs spread and over. Should have just went with the over. Big fuck up there. Those are my three losers. Three winners, LSU, Georgia, and Baltimore. So I yeah, went 3-3. Three I, three. I took personal bets since uh, I was out of commission last weekend. But uh, took the Chiefs over. I uh, did well on that. As well as a uh, Milwaukee Bucks game that they ended up uh Winning, I bet the money line, but looking ahead to next week, I got a lock. A lock. Okay. Absolutely Fort Knox, New England money line. I'd also take him at the spread, but the money line's a lock. You don't give Bill Belichick a bye weekend and only minus three. That's ridiculous. What? Let's see. So their money line, their money line's minus 190 right now. Yeah. Just uh, absolutely. Yeah, so I also have the Patriots on here. I have them at minus four, but I, I 100% agree. You give Bill Belichick two weeks to prepare for a team, sayonara. Absolutely. And then I'm going to take the Baltimore-Houston over. They both are scoring a ton of points, big quarterbacks, as well as Kansas City-Los Angeles over. Um, you know, Regardless of how bad the Chiefs are uh, on defense, their offense is putting up points, which means they're giving up points. They're going to score take, a trillion. Oh, 100%. Georgia's only favored by three. Um, against Auburn Tigers. So Saw I would that. take that money line as well. Uh, I'm full on, row the boat. So I would take University of Minnesota spread. Um, it, probably their money line, honestly. I'll take that back. But if you're feeling confident, and then uh, Utah's going to beat Brooklyn on Wednesday. Okay. So we are uh, linked on a couple games. Uh, I have so I have Bama minus 21.5 versus Mississippi State. I think they have a 1,000% Nick Saban bounce back, murder everyone who's in my way game, uh, and put up a billion. Like I don't see them pulling starters until the clock hits zero. Good like I, I think they're going to come out and just destroy and win by five touchdowns at least. Uh, I have Florida minus seven versus Mizzou. Just seems like way too little. I don't know why these why they keep uh, giving these small lines for Mizzou. I I don't know if Kelly Bryant's going to be playing or not. I don't think it's going to matter. Florida's defense is pretty good, uh, and we didn't put up any points last week. I know we had a backup in, but I don't think it's going to get much better for, for Mizzou coming down the line. Um, I'm also on the Georgia-Auburn game, but I'm on the under. Under 44. I think Georgia's defense and Auburn's defense both really good. Georgia in these big games, I think they're going to stick to running the ball a lot more. Uh, Auburn has a young quarterback, so... I could see some turnovers happening. I think under 44 is going to hit there. Don't hit uh, that. I mean, Georgia only put up 27 against Mizzou. So if, Mizzou's defense is surprisingly not that bad comparatively, as well as our red zone defense is wild. It's the best defense Odom has put on the field since he's been here. That's for sure. And he's down one of his best defenders, um, Kale Garrett. Yeah. Uh, but our other linebacker, who I'm blanking on his name right now, is like I think he's leading the SEC in tackles. He's very fucking good. Um, I'm also on the Texans Ravens over at 49 and a half. I I see that getting destroyed. Uh, I have the Jets plus one and a half versus the R words. Uh, I think they're on a roll, and I think the Redskins are in a bad way with an interim coach. Way to they, way to say rookie. it right after. What? Oh, the R words, then, yeah, okay, yeah. my bad. 
uh, I think with the R words having a, a rookie quarterback um, that he's now officially starting, uh, that game, uh, it's not going to be good. I think the Jets defense is, has some playmakers that are going to really show up, and then I'll round out with the Patriots minus four. I think that's a fucking lock. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that money line. Lock. Lock of the century. All right, you got anything else besides uh, make sure that they, uh, you know, put in to win the free T-shirt customized just for you? Yeah, be on the lookout. Um, we'll, we'll, re- we'll release more details soon. But other than that, uh, that does it for this week, guys. Uh, we love you. 